Hey guys, it's Nate, and it's time for another Bite Size Breakdown. So, quick heads up before we get too much further into the, the Bite Size tier. Uh, if, if you've been paying attention, you might, might have noticed that we try to sort of not put what we would, maybe uh, the, the more serious topics, we try not to double up on them too often. Just like we try not to double up on, you know, just talking about a specific game or the lighter fare stuff too much either. We try to sort of blend it. And so sometimes, you know, we, we basically try to sort of balance like heavier fare with lighter fare. And, um, you know, Josh and I were talking the other night and thought it might just be a good idea for me to just quick observe the fact that we did just talk about uh, last week on our full episode, we did talk about productivity and we tackled some heavier themes there. Uh, you know, nothing super weighty, but some heavier themes. And that uh, today, well, you know, I'm going to assume that you read the uh, the podcast episode title, uh, which I think I'm probably just going to call my kind of sort of Sabbatarianism. So um, in the title, we're going to be talking about my kind of sort of Sabbatarian convictions. And there might be a few questions that actually come out of that even. Like, what is Sabbatarianism? Well, it's uh, basically a conviction that some people hold that um, the fourth command uh, that uh, to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy uh, still holds that it is actually a moral part of the moral law. And, and while in a way it is fulfilled in Christ, uh, it is still good. It is, it is fulfilled in Christ as part of the being an obligation uh, or a requirement, but it is not part of the, the ceremonial laws of Israel. And so it is rather a moral imperative, and it is good for Christians to uh, observe this uh, because all of the law, all Ten Commandments, the first four and the last six, uh, the first four are basically um, sort of explaining or extrapolating what it means, like different ways that we can love the Lord. Uh, you know, as that, you know, the greatest command is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is this to love thy neighbor as thyself. And so the last six, you know, are about how we love people people or our neighbors. Um, anyway, so we're going to be talking a little bit about the fourth command, uh, our fourth commandment, and uh, just w how uh, how I came to the position that I sort of hold. So I call it my kind of sort of Sabbatarianism, because I think there's some baggage that comes with that term. There are some people who observe the Sabbath or the Lord's Day and have very strict um, guidelines for what can and cannot be done. And I think there are, you know, to, to be fair, I think they're not entirely wrong. I think there are things that we can do and fall sort of within, uh, that, that fall within obedience to that fourth command. And I think there are things outside of that. Um, I also think there is a bit of a subjective uh, metric here and that what someone might choose to do or might need to do in order to honor the Sabbath might not necessarily be, it, it might not be binding for someone else. Um, so there might be things that, ben, it might be beneficial for me to refrain from certain activities uh, on Sundays 
or when I'm observing the Sabbath. And uh, typically we, we do observe it on Sundays and there's a whole thing, you know, we basically within the Christian tradition, uh, we went, we changed it from Saturday to Sunday. Uh, I'm not a super duper scholar here. Um, I just, you know, I've read why and you know, it's fine. I don't think that, so this is what I'll say. I think that, um, that Sabbath observation is prescriptive. It's not descriptive and it's not just something that we can sort of poo poo. I think that the general drift, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to worship on Sundays, but I think because that's when the, the Lord's people gather, that's when most churches get together. I think that that is the best time to do it, the best time to observe it. Uh, but again, I, I'm not sure that necessarily like doing it on a particular day is a, a binding issue. I think that as long, you know, if you have, if you, you have a church, if you, uh, for various reasons, uh, you have a church that has maybe a Saturday evening service, that might be part of it, uh, you know, observing that. So I guess there's there's a lot of things to unpack. There are some people who who hold to what I would call very legalistic interpretations. Uh, but I, I don't want to be unkind. But I think the problem is that they have landed on what they believe to be they they've they've landed on some positions, right, when it comes to observing the Sabbath or honoring the Lord's Day, uh, that are good for them, but may not be required from anyone else. So I think uh, the the best sort of way is to, I'm just going to actually pull up, I think it's in Exodus 20. Yeah. Uh, one second. Bah, 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 bah. I'm just going to read something here. I just pulled it up. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh, uh, this, or, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and holiday. And that's in Exodus 20, and that's verses 8 through 11. Uh, so, you know, in that passage, basically we are told to refrain from labor. Uh, and, you know, when you look at the confession, and it's something that needs to be noted here, I don't think the confession is a sacred document, but I think, uh, especially, I'm a deacon in the PCA, so I subscribe to the Westminster Confession of Faith, and uh, I think that uh, it is a useful and beneficial um, summar summary it is a like, and it, it takes some big ideas that are addressed throughout all of Scripture, and it sort of drills down on some necessary issues and provides proofs for why the church should hold these positions. And again, I people need to you got to do the work on your own there. Um, I can't. I'm just saying, like, I don't take issue with the Westminster Confession of Faith. I subscribe to it here. So. I'm going to bring that up. but throughout the the uh, throughout that it actually brings up a few things. Um I'm and I'm just going to read what is in particular it's uh 
Section 21, paragraph 8. This this Sabbath is then, then I'm reading from the modern version real quick. And I'm also, just for, you know, reference here, I'm using Chad Van Dixhorn's commentary, Confessing the Faith. Uh, it's a reader's guide to the Westminster Confession of Faith. It's a little bit of commentary on it. Uh, it's very helpful. Very good. Uh, I recommend it. I'm actually going to be borrowing uh, some of his thoughts here because uh, I think he says it a lot better than I do. So, this Sabbath is then kept holy to the Lord when men, after due preparation of their hearts and arranging of their common affairs beforehand, not only observe a holy rest all the day from their own works, words, thoughts, uh, work, works, words, and thoughts concerning their everyday occupations and recreations, but also devote the whole time to the public and private exercises of God's worship and to the duties of necessity and mercy. So there's a lot in there that he sort of uh, talks about how it is a day to rest from our everyday labors, and they use the phrase recreations, okay? Um, and there's some things there that we might dig into for a minute, but I'm trying to keep this thing fairly tame. Uh, it also talks about preparation. It talks about how we are to gather with the, the people of the Lord. There is public and private worship. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, throughout, he has a few sort of, sections here where he expounds on some of the ideas here. Uh, there, and again, there's an element of preparation in, in some of these things. But I think one of the things I would say is that he, he goes on to say that the main point is that between worship, hospitality, and since it is a Sabbath, uh, could we add fellowship and rest, Christians can easily devote their whole day to the Lord. A day with morning and evening worship and fellowship and hospitality in between tends to answer most Sabbath practice questions. Indeed, we would do well to avoid being over-prescriptive in defining the structures and activities of that day. And we should be aware that pious efforts to justify some sensible Sunday activities are often far too fancy and ultimately undermine the uniqueness of Sabbath worship and acts of mercy. We do not need to call a walk in the park an act of worship or a deed of mercy to legitimize it that would only have the effect of redefining biblical categories so broadly that they would use their loose they could lose their usefulness. Let's be aware of our own needs and strengths as well as those of others. And then remember that the maxim that our Lord, the, rem, ah, let us rem, then remember the maxim that our Lord left with the Pharisees. It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Okay. So a couple things there. There are some sort of exceptions here. We uh, specifically works of mercy, works of necessity. Um, you know, uh, and there, there's some disagreement here. And again, I'm not seeking to bind anyone's conscience, but if the only job that you have requires you to work some Sundays, you need to work those. That, that's how you put food on the table. Uh, hopefully you have an employer, an employer that sort of keeps you from that stuff. And hopefully you have a, an employer who understands that you, you know, you go to church on Sunday. Uh, but I do not think it is right in a way for people to, to, I'm going to say the word weasel, but I'm not sure that that's necessarily the best term. I think that sometimes people, I've seen people refrain from taking work that they should take because they, they say it would infringe on their Sabbath worship or the Sabbath, Sabbath observation. And so, and again, I'm not trying to bind anyone's conscience. I'm just saying for me that that doesn't hold a lot of water. Uh, you know, we are told that if you won't work, you don't eat. Um, so there's some stuff there. I think though, so where I really wanted to go with this is just, I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about 
the positions that I in particular hold. So this this 12, this 10, 12 minutes that we've already sort of gotten into at this point um, is really me kind of setting the stage for hopefully the next five to 10 minutes. I'll just go through my position and say, this is why I land here. And I, I, I would encourage, you know, at the end of the day, what I would encourage is anybody who's interested and in maybe asking some of these questions, you know, that the, the, the questions that I wrestled with. So we can basically say, yes, the, that the Sabbath is a day of rest. It is a rest from uh, unnecessary work. And it is a rest from what I, I would call common recreations. Okay. Uh, so it is, I don't think it is a day when it, if there's something you should have done the rest of the week, Sunday is not the day to do it, in my opinion. Uh, so if I should have mowed, um, you know, throughout the week and I didn't, and I kind of put it off, uh, I don't do it on Sunday because that's just a convenient time for me. Uh, that time is to be set aside, uh, for, you know, prayer and worship and Bible study and fellowship and, uh, you know, practicing hospitality. Um, I should have done that in, early in the work. We don't, we don't, uh, I personally don't think I should. I also think that means that as a general rule, like I should not seek sort of what I would call common recreation. Um, that if my attention and thoughts are supposed to be turned towards the Lord, uh, then there are things that while they may not be bad, I necessarily don't do. So where some of that comes some where some of that rubber meets the road is as a general rule i avoid turning on the screen on sundays i don't even and i would say that is for me that is my conviction that i should avoid watching television that i should avoid um you know playing video games on sunday for the most part now there are some sort of exceptions that I allow myself, and maybe I'm wrong in this, and maybe I'm just sort of, you know, trying to justify something goofy. But I don't have a problem uh, playing a game with the child. Like if we have a family over and the kids uh, want to turn on the television, turn on the video game, uh, and and maybe play some video games. I don't have a problem doing that and I don't have a problem sitting down and actually playing with them as a way to fellowship with them and, you know, meet them on their level. And, uh, you know, it, it's something I enjoy and it's, it's an opportunity for me to, you know, disciple them a little bit and, and maybe eventually have the conversation where I say like, well, I don't play this stuff on my own on Sundays. Uh, occasionally, uh, Megan wants to, to play a game and so we'll play a game together a little bit or we'll watch a show together. Or sometimes, um, you know, Parker and I, or my brother and Parker and I, like the three of us, or just one, you know, uh, we might get on and play some co-op multiplayer stuff together for a little bit. Uh, but as a general rule, and, and sometimes my nephew, whose dad is overseas right now, uh, but those, it, it is, those are more opportunities for me to meet those people where they're at. And just spend some time with them in environments, you know, uh, for Parker and I, you know, maybe the argument could be made for, especially in regards to Parker and then my brother and that, that time, 
maybe that time, if if I wanted to spend time with them and sort of talk to them, maybe that time would be better spent on a phone call. Uh, you know, and again, this is this is sort of a position that I'm I'm still sort of wrestling with and working my way through. I don't necessarily think it's wrong for everybody to play video games either. At the end of the day, I come down to it, and I think there's a lot of you need to, as an individual, sort of sit down and wrestle with this thing a little bit. And you need to be asking questions. I think that the fourth commandment gives us some broad guidelines and sort of general structures. And after that, um, and there are some specific, like narrow implications and applications of what, what the fourth commandment states. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that we need to be trying to bind the consciences of others. Uh, rather, we need to be firm in our convictions and just say, this is, I think, the better thing to do. And this is also not to say that I observe my conviction perfectly. Um, and, you know, there are, there, are, there are times when I sort of like get a little fried or get distracted and I don't obey, you know, the conviction perfectly. Um, and, you know, that's grace. And, and in a way, uh, well, Christ, Christ observed the Sabbath perfectly. And so I can lay claim, I can lay claim to that as, as a, you know, as a Christian. Um, but this is a good thing for us, I think, to put aside the normal things. Now, I know that some people uh, hold to no recreation at all. And they use that term in a very specific way that I'm not necessarily sure the framers of uh, or the divine, the Westminster divines meant per se. Uh, there, there is a bit, I think there's a bit of an area here where um, the Westminster divines, when they were writing out the standards uh, and, and the confession, they were responding in a way to the book of sports and so that some of the language especially the language regarding sabbath observation uh is very specifically countering um some of the guidelines that the book of sports laid out and the book of sports was uh i can't remember which it was two english kings in particular um basically one originally published it and it was basically uh, meant to assault the uh, the Puritans' uh, Sabbath observation uh, position, and it was meant to basically uh, it was it was meant to just sort of confront the the Puritan Sabbatarian ethic, um, and so I think when I think just based on historicity and sort of uh, some reading and some conversations that I've had with my pastor and other people, I, I've really come to the position that, uh, that some of the way that they use recreation in the, the Westminster Confession of Faith uh, doesn't quite hold the... the it's, I, think, I think that word, it's kind of one of those things that's like, you, you're using that word, but I don't think you're you know, using that. It's like the Princess Bride quote um let's say you keep saying that word i do not think it means what you think it means um and i think that the way it's being used uh in that particular context 
it's more akin to i would say uh like sunday football <laughs> you know is basically and again not trying to bind anyone's conscience my dad watches football on sunday sometimes uh i i think i i don't know if rc did or not rc sprawl did or not but you know there are people who love football and uh i don't think it should get in the way of of worship or fellowship with the body but i think there are things as as a private act of work i guess i would say as a private act of worship one of the things i don't do is i refrain from sort of my common uh, recreations like video games and as a public act of fellowship and hospitality i relax that uh that conviction in order to you know be a good host and to be a good friend and and brother and sister in Christ to those people um and it, it's just an issue where i kind of i just think it's good to answer these questions you know i think for me the strongest argument really is the fact that uh this is the fourth commandment uh you know i know that some people think that in christ the sabbath has been perfectly met and they reduce it to a lot of ceremony like they, they they want to try to include it in this ceremonial observation and i'm not sure that that's right or good i mean i'm even comfortable just saying like the lord's day instead of the sabbath or something like that but uh but I think what it's saying there is like we we need to set aside time where we can just sort of solely focus and be refreshed by by God, and that needs to be part of our schedule. And uh, you know, and again, I think that that is best done within corporate structures, uh, you know, corporate worship. Um, so. But, you know, at the same time, I do think there are a lot of areas that we try to make black and white that it's not necessarily helpful or good or even right to to sort of draw hard lines. So I, I guess, I just, like I said, I wanted to take a couple minutes and sort of walk you guys through some of that, like, you know, the questions like, you know, what does it mean to observe the fourth commandment? What does it mean to observe the Sabbath and to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy? Uh, what What is binding? What isn't? Um, what What sort of counts as acts of work, um, necessity or uh, acts of mercy? Or what what falls within sort of like the flexibility given to us, you know, by asking us to 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 rest to requiring us to rest uh and and asking us to to practice uh, hospitality and to fellowship with other believers uh so it just i guess the short version of that is that for the most part i don't play video games on sunday i'm not sure that it's good for me to do that it might be fine for other people to do that that's between them and the lord I just know that after sort of wrestling with it as a general rule, I try not to play video games on Sundays. Uh, you know, with with like I said, the couple of exceptions that I have, um, and I and I think, you know, I would say that I think it might be good for other people to at least look at some of that. Um, but anyways, I've sort of gone on about this. I think enough at this point. 
So just wanted to say, hey guys, I uh, hope this finds you, I hope this bite size finds you happy, healthy. Uh, hopefully you're being safe. Um, and I just, uh, you, you know, want to continue to encourage you guys to, uh, you know, dig in and to, to put this, this hobby that we enjoy, you know, the, the video games and, and, and sort of nerd culture as a general rule in its proper place. And I think one of the ways that we can do that is by having a healthy, um, understanding and, uh, practice of Sabbath rest. So until next time, guys, I'm Nate, and this has been a Bite Sized. Take care, easy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.